I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, who's our munchies tonight, yo? It's Cannabis Talk 101. You're going to learn today. Puff, puff, kid. With Blue and Joe Grande. Reefer, marijuana. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue, alongside of me is Mr. Joe Grande, and you are now tuned in to Financial Fridays. Joe, thank you guys for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world. And make sure you check out the website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we have so many great articles and blogs on the site for you to check out, you guys. And feel free to give us a call anytime, 1-800-420-1980. Go check out our IG pages for all kinds of fun information at Cannabis Talk 101. Blue is at the number one, Christopher Wright. Hello. And I am at Joe Grande 52 And I got to remind you guys about CaliFX's full and broad spectrum hemp extracted products. They contain CBD, CBG, and some 1,300 other elements that are naturally derived substances from the hemp and the plant. Check out the tinctures, the waters, the topicals, and the vape collections. Go feel the effects with CaliFX. Check out the website, CaliFX.com. Yeah. Today Oops. on Financial Fridays with Tony K, AK, the insider investor, we have a man behind a company that is bringing the good citizens of the world back to a place that's cozy and familiar and very flexible and everything else, offering a rediscovery of health and wellness that had been previously known but long lost throughout time, folks. Joining us now is Dr. Matt Chalmers, best-selling author, renowned public, renowned public speaker, and you might have heard him on his TED Talk, folks, and we're going to talk about Hello. that as well, where he discussed how medical cannabis could reduce pain. He is a man full of knowledge. Dr. Matt Chalmers is also the president and owner of Chalmers Wellness. Now Chalmers Wellness is a full-service rehabilitation and recovery facility that offers a wide variety of care for chiropractic, physical therapy, and Eastern medicine, nutritional testing, you guys. Unlike conventional medicine, which focuses on attempting to treat diseases once it occurs, Chalmers Wellness emphasizes improving your health in the effort to reduce the risk of pain and illness in the first place, folks. Yes. He tries to jump on it before it happens. So you want to jump on Chalmers Wellness. He has been uh, a four, he, we, he has been fortunate to be the center for care for so many professional athletes, as well as many medical professionals and their families. Be sure to check out the website, ChalmersWellness.com. Follow him on Instagram, Chalmers Wellness, to learn more because Dr. Chalmers has your back. And you guys, if you do look at his website, you'll see so many different treatments from women's health to nutrition, chiropractic, hormone therapy, weight loss, weight gain, holistic healing. I mean, slipping discs, you guys, massage therapy, sports injuries, 
So much about what he's doing is on there, you guys. Without further ado, please put your hands together for Dr. Matt Chalmers in the building. Dr. Chalmers, it is a pleasure to have you looking through your website earlier today and seeing your TED Talk. I mean, no everyday geek off the street gets to do a (laughs) TED Talk. Let's just face that. I'm not going to (laughs) say I heard it yet because I haven't. But, you know, you just know by the credentials, it's like if, you know, you get a job somewhere, you get the DR in front of the name, you've earned that. You get to speak at a TED Talk, you earn that. So congratulations for all the things yes, you do. Sir. And Tony, thank you for being such a highly educated uh, man here. <laughs> and now we get to see what Tony would look like if he worked out. Oh, boy, here bit, we you know go. I mean? I, it took three because... minutes and 31 seconds, guys. That's all it took. <laughs> I'm just saying they have both bald heads and the facial hair, but Dr. Chalmers got his swoles on. I'm like, Jeez, man, I saw them out last night together. Man, let me tell you, bro. <laughs> it was like Ren Chalmers. and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man. It's endless. Endless. <laughs> I just say, well, you guys have the matching bald and facial hair, so it's just kind of funny, except one of you guys looks handsome. Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Chalmers, where are you from, man? Let, let's get a little bit of background about you before we jump into your, your firm and everything else that you guys got going. So I'm in Frisco, Texas, uh, originally from Oklahoma, but I've been in Texas for about 20 years and it's been, uh, it's been really fun to kind of watch everything grow as, as we, as we 20 years, you said? Yeah. So did you leave the Sooners and now you're a Longhorn? Uh, I am not a Longhorn, but I'm still, still a Sooners, went to OU. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all my prereqs came down, um, and started, uh, doing, went to school and started building everything out in Texas. That's interesting. So growing up in Oklahoma, 20 years as an adult in Texas, it's a good move to make out there and make for your career. What was it like in Oklahoma for you? Man, I don't want to dog on Oklahoma too much, but like I went back to speak 20 years after I left and it looked exactly the same. The same 20 year folks. Yeah. 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 It was everybody still doing the same thing. The roads were the same. The buildings were the same. Everything was the same. It's just been 20 years. Everybody's the same guys missing the same tooth. Yep, exactly the same thing. No, like, bro, you ain't fixed that tooth yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but no, it cool, was, you know, t- Texas is great. It's growing real fast. Frisco's becoming the, you know, the, the financial center of the wor- universe. It's, it's like the Beverly Hills of Texas, isn't it? it? Is, Something it like is. that? It is. Like, we've got tons and tons of cash coming in. Like, giant, Jerry Jones has designed the entire thing, and it's, it's really, really doing well. Yeah. Well, Jerry's world, of course, the Cowboys doing their things out there. And if I'm not mistaken, you've worked with quite a few of the Dallas Cowboy athletes and all this stuff. But before we jump into all that, which we can go on a quick tangent, so you moved to Texas by yourself. You married family. So when I moved down, I wasn't married, uh, which is kind of funny because it's one of those deals where, like, if you really want to grow as a person, get away from everybody you know and reinvent yourself. And that's kind of what happened because I came down here, didn't know anybody, and then everything just kind of got to design who I wanted to be, where we wanted to go, and that's just it was great. Nice. So, so you brought your girlfriend with you. Uh, so at the time I was single, and then I ended up meeting my now wife. Uh, we've been married for 14 years in uh, March. And so congrats. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's huge. Chalmers, years. I thought at dinner was really last night how you met your wife and what happened on that first uh, as soon as you laid eyes on her. I, I think that's a phenomenal story. So uh, it's, a, it's kind of a long story, but I got to the point where I was just tired of just randomly dating girls after girls. And uh, I sat down and made an entire list of everything I wanted in a wife, not a girlfriend, but a wife and set them all out, worked on it. And then like that Wednesday, so if I finished that, it took it all weekend, finished it on Sunday. Wednesday, uh, I'm in a bar, I'm in, I'm in me casino at the bar with a buddy of mine. And I see her, I see the back of her head. And there's this weird voice in my head that's like, if you don't talk to her, you're gonna regret it for the rest of your life. No way. Wow. I swear to God. 
And so like, and I, it, it, the funny thing is that at the time, I, my game was really, really good. And so I'm like, cool, I'll just walk up and talk to her. And I got up to start talking to her and it was like somebody reached in and snatched all the game out of me. And I had like nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's how I felt last night at the, at the restaurant we were at. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Oh, you're chopping it up, huh? Loose oh, lip over here. Right. This well, guy, he's the best at going uh, out. Yeah. Uh, he met 10 girls last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love going out with him. He just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. in awe. I was yeah. in awe, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. He's a butterfly for sure. Yeah. So continue. Go. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. And so it was funny because, like, I've, I've got nothing. And the conversation dies, right? And I'm like, all right, this, this is over. And my phone rings. And I'm 25, which is, it's okay to have the James Bond theme song as your, as your ringtone when you're 25. <laughs> and it goes off. And I was like, I was embarrassed. I was like, sorry. She goes, was that the James Bond theme song? And I was like, yeah, it's from Thunderball. And she goes, that's the first movie I ever saw. And the Daniel Craig movie was coming out that weekend. And I was like, you want to go see the uh, the new Bond? She was like, sure. So we, Done. Up, we, we get together. We're going to eat and then go see the movie. We start eating. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I'm getting kind of hungry. I'm like, did I not eat very much? It'd been five hours. We sat and t- we totally wow. missed the movie, sat and talked for five hours. And when I left, I called one, one of my best friends. I was like, I met the girl I'm going to marry. And he was like, okay. He was like, you need to not drive home. You're obviously very, very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, no, I'm totally it. And so that's that's kind of how that all happened. You know what's funny is, is when you do find that special person, like you just sit there and talk about nothing that's means anything nothing other and everything. than uh, but you cover everything that you yeah. guys are about so you could download all of who you are and it's just it's such a great feeling you know what i mean when you find that because I, I know what you're feeling right yeah. there i've had that feeling once before well, twice you had it before. 10 times last night right <laughs> well you know <laughs> yeah so you know yes i did tony are you upset it was, <laughs> it was a beautiful thing to watch <laughs> it, it was it was a little fun wasn't it i'm sure you guys did so tony how did you guys meet i'm so curious you know we met at a networking event uh we became part of this executive mastermind group and if you guys remember from the very first episode we did at financial fridays i'm a big fan of putting together people that from all walks of life and this is a testimony to that because i would have never had he becomes my doctor he becomes my blood doctor becomes my therapy doctor we become friends uh we've done businesses together consulted on projects together and little by little you know and obviously we had our relationship and then you wouldn't think that cannabis would be part of his world which he'll talk about and then the the lights went off and one of the visions we've had and that i originally wanted financial fridays to have people like this that the audience could get value from and there's nothing more valuable than your health i always say you can't have wealth without your health and health is wealth sure you know i'll tell you you know it's interesting because i i i got an opportunity to go to dinner with doctor last night and just you know getting to know you it's awesome right because as as much as i i have to stop and, and dumb down the situations for me in order to to, to be willing to uh, absorb everything around me. Uh, you know, I was able to capture just little glimpse in the car, little things that I've, I'm already honing in. Like, you know, when you guys start talking, I was gonna, you know, chime in and I'm like, mm, let me just shut the fuck up and let the doctor handle this because I was listening to how intelligent he was on that subject. And, 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 and a lot of times just, you know, from either being, you know, an alpha male or just having a fucking open big mouth, you know, you, you want to talk people through whatever they're going through because you care about them. And so when you have a doctor telling them about why you might have PTSD or why you might have, you know, whatever the symptoms that you may be discussing, and I'm listening to them talk about your PTSD and maybe it's coming from this, that, mm-hmm. or, you know, right. it was just so interesting from the back seat. 
And and I was literally, uh, uh, and he just kept talking and I was like, I should just shut the fuck up because he's right. The information that this doctor was giving us in that car, and I wish I could have recorded it. The just diabetes, you, the insulin conversation. I mean, we yeah. literally were curing diabetes in the car. And, 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 and it also gave back to some of the thought process when you're like, you know, if you just don't like have sugar, you know, like he, he can cure diabetes, right? We talked about this and you, you have diabetes in a major yes. way. And, and, and it's like go on keto, you know, and we were talking about it and I, and I would say it all the time to people. And, and I, I just felt so stupid because people are like, oh, you can't just do that. And this and that. And he's like, no, you can. He's like, they're wrong. You know, and I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> oh, no, there's a lot of things. If you have the willpower, it's the willpower. <laughs> you know what I mean? It comes down to fucking willpower. Okay, like, you know, okay. Here, I'm going to present something. This is how you do it. Who's going to do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, Understood. And I'm sure the doctor's Understood. right. Because if you say cut out sugar, sugar is more addicting than fucking crack. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So well, it's we've like, been on it since we were six. Exactly. Drinking that first Coca-Cola or this or that or the candy or the gummy bear. It's called Kool-Aid. Yep. Oh, the Kool-Aid was the phenomenal. The big bowl of sugar. <laughs> I used to watch the sugar going and like, Mark, Mark. Dr. Matt, let's take a break real quick, and I want to jump yeah. into this TED Talk. I mean, I can, and I also want to get into why you became a doctor. Right. You know, before we talk about the TED Talk, when we come back, why did you want to become a doctor that's doing so much and yes. influencing so many of my good dear friends that yeah, are looking man. at what you're saying to learn all this knowledge? It's Cannabis Talk 101, folks. We'll be right back after this break. Let's go. Follow Cannabis Talk 101 on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Elevated Global Supply, the highest standard packaging. Elevated Global Supply, you guys, is your preferred packaging partners. 
From design to delivery, check out their website, egspkg.com. Dr. Matt Chalmers, president and owner of Chalmers Wellness. Folks, you really want to check out their website, chalmerswellness.com. That's C-H-A-L-M-E-R-S-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. Same spelling on the Instagram as well. So, Dr. Matt, is that preferred? Dr. Matt, Dr. Chalmers, what do you prefer? (laughs) I really don't care. Um, you know, I always tell people I didn't go to school to get titles, so I don't really care. Oh, I think I, it's great, though. I, I prefer my last name just because everybody, like, if you're born in 1980, you're either Matt or Michael, so, you know, Chalmers is easier for me. So, Doc Chalmers or Chalmers, they're not. Doc Chalmers, what made you want to become a doctor? So, my whole family's engineers, and being a doctor is basically just being an engineer just for the body. And so, I wanted to be a doc. Uh, I was actually being an orthopedic surgeon. And I hurt my back playing football, and uh, we went and saw, you know, X-ray specialists, you know, MRI guys. We saw pain specialists, orthopedic surgeons, neurosurgeons. Like I couldn't walk. I couldn't like move. What position did you play? Uh, defensive tackle. Okay. Nice. And uh, and so I called my coach and I was like, "Man, I can't walk anymore. I can't play." And so he was like, "All right." Uh, he was like, "Go see our team chiropractor." And because life's ironic. This college. Oh, this is high school. High school team. Whoa, yeah. nice school. Yeah. Jeez, team and, chiropractor. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I can't walk. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, dude, I need a doctor, not a massage. And he was like, well, just go see him. And I was like, fine. So my parents literally carried me in. He takes the same x-rays the medical guys looked at for like an hour and a half, clicks it up and he goes, it's right there. And adjust me and I got out and hobbled out, went back to practice three days later. So I went from not being able to stand <coughs> up, not being able to walk to being back, be able to play again in three days. And I was like, all right, those guys didn't have an idea how to fix me. This guy was able to fix me. This is what I want to do. And so that's why I went into the, instead of being an orthopedic surgeon, that's why I became a chiropractor. How amazing is that? And now you're helping people on the daily. Yeah, it's funny because like, as we started going through, um, we started figuring out how to do some certain things and then people kept coming in. And so all of a sudden, everybody was sending me anybody they couldn't figure out how to fix. And so what ended up happening was I was like, well, it's that to me because I'm the last guy. I got to figure out how to do these. And so we started going through and I started waking up at 4 a.m. every day and reading medical research to figure out how to fix all these things. And that's how I figured out how to fix all the stuff we've done. So a decade of reading is kind of where we got. You know, Doc, I I, uh, I, I, I like that because there was a time where, you know, I was going through a lot of pain myself and um, I went to doctors and they're like, you know, here, take some Vicodin. You know, it's probably this. It's probably that. There was a lot of problems. Probably. Yeah. You know, and I was like, probably like, you know, and I'm, I'm not smartest fucking, you know, or the sharpest nail in the fucking tool, but I'm like, dude, like, what do you mean? Probably yeah. like, you know, and then, so I, 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 I you know, and, and then, well, you know, you might have, you know, pulled a hamstring might be from this. It's probably going to be from that. And I'm just a fucking like, dude, by the time I left, I was so much more confused. And I was like, no, the fucking, my back hurts right here. Like it's, you know, well, but it was probably from a pulled disc. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. And my buddy told me the same thing. He's like, hey, go see a chiropractor. And I'm like, man, I don't really like it. And I, I just, you know, just a little scared of it, you know. And this chiropractor was like, bro, you got fucking boo boo boo. He broke down this lift, you know, disc is slipped and this is where you're at. And da da da. Just crush. And I sat there and, and I was like, so amazed <laughs> that I was feeling so much relief. And that, that relief didn't uh, stay forever. But that moment, I knew right away that that he at least knew what my problem was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he had loosened that shit up. And I was rolling around like, oh, my God, I can move my neck. My body's moving. And then I, I kept seeing him for, you know, several months. And then, um, you know, I, I you know, he, he, he basically told me, hey, dude, lose some fucking weight. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? That I'm always like, helps. And, and I'm like, yeah. well, you know, if you lose some weight, it'll, you know, it, it'll, like, you'll stop, you know, slipping this disc all the time. Probably. Blue, it's interesting that you had that experience with uh, your health or, you know, from a physical standpoint, and you had an experience from a doctor not telling you with probably and then the Cairo fixing it. Now, in this country, obviously, we talk about it all the time, mental health. There is a huge issue. And yeah. then when you go in, you end up with pills, you leave and you still have, they don't know if you're schizophrenic, they don't know if you're bipolar. At the end of the day, it could be PTSD. The treatments are all the same, here's more pills. And now all of a sudden he's providing solutions to that world that I think we're gonna touch on. And then there's also obviously addiction recovery in this country, which, you know, I always love hearing your viewpoint on this blue, cause I know, uh, excuse me, Joe, cause you have obviously experience in that, but now to offer treatments that are working, that are different coming from his world. Sure. Well, yeah, there's a lot of actually good treatments out there. I've heard of like, you know, from the way what, what we're putting in our body, first off, from the food, the natural foods, the organic foods, this and that. There's a whole element of, of looking at that. And I fortunately, I don't know if you know this or they told you, but I've been sober 25 years Ooh, off of all drugs yeah. and alcohol. But, you know, I mean, I'm ready to shoot up right now if you have a syringe. But other than that, <laughs> I'm good to go. Enough about me and uh, my party. Well, yeah, as long as it's legal, he'll take it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, ketamine's legal. And so, like, what we're doing for PTSD and addiction is we're taking people in doing IV ketamine. And we're, we're building out a platform to do at, uh, at home ketamine. But what we're seeing with the ketamine is that it has the ability to not only break PTSD and reverse it, but it can also break addiction. We've got a lot of guys who are highly addicted to things come in, roll through the protocol, and they're just like, you want cocaine now? They're like, no, I'm good. How long and how long does that take? Uh, it depends on the protocol that we're running. Either it takes five days or it can take two weeks. Depends on if we're going to do psychotherapy, like talk therapy in between. But I mean, that sounds like so weeks. little time. Well, let's oh, yeah. jump into this and elaborate a little more and explain it a little more. Now we're talking about actual recovery for somebody coming off of what? Uh, anything, heroin, uh, any opioids, cocaine. cocaine um, like we've had people who have been cigarettes, you know, cigarettes, like all sorts, anything, any, any addiction thing is a, is something we should look at with ketamine function. Alcohol. Yeah. How about really? e eating, eating disorder? Yeah. Uh, eating has a couple different problems, issues that. with it. Cause it's not necessarily just the addiction. It's people will eat for emotional security. And so you have to go through and do, that's where a lot of the mental therapy, the talk therapy comes in and helps. But um, yeah, there's a lot of things. The other thing we can do wow, is Wow, he just said emotional. Look at uh, emotional <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> emotional Daniel raised his hand. Raised no, his hand. It's like, so Damn. true though, because a lot of people, and then not only that, it's top behavior, I think yeah. too as well. It's family sure. dynamic. If you grow up eating the refried foods and you know, or whatever it is, that's just bad, more carbs. Mijo, you need, a, you need doing. a cheeseburger. Exactly. No, they're if, like, Mijo, you need some rice and beans. Exactly. If there's and no potatoes. mental connection to it. It was interesting because he told me, I won't do, I won't prescribe anything that I don't try myself. So he had a great story where he's telling me he had a cup of coffee every day for 10 years at the same Starbucks. He does the drip. The next day he walks into the Starbucks. He's like, I don't want a cup of coffee. It breaks his coffee addiction. So the answer to the question, yes, if it's not fulfilling an emotional need for him, it was just the coffee and it broke that. So yes, it does. It does work. An emotional need, fulfilling an emotional need. You're still stuck on you that. You know, <laughs> well, well, because I, I think I know, it's, I I think it's it. a lot of people's real yeah, problem. Absolutely. You know? Oh, I think absolutely. it's as real as a $2 okay. bill. Yeah. And, and here's the worst problem about it. I don't think people even realize it. That makes it yes. even a worse problem. Yes. Well, so the big thing is that we had a patient come in not too long ago. Again, everybody sends me the people they can't figure out. So this girl comes in, weird deal. She starts losing weight about May and she'd lose down about 70 pounds, didn't change her diet at all. And then she'd gain all of her weight back about September. Nobody could figure it out. And I was like, all right. So I looked at all the labs. I was like, this isn't a lab thing. This is an emotional thing. And I go, what's your sexual and physical trauma? She's like, I don't have any. 
And I was like, all right. And so we start working with her. We find out that she was raped on July 4th weekend when she was 16. And this is just something her body is doing. When we, when we found that and fixed it, her weight issues went away. This weird, like, weight, lose all this weight. Her body was losing weight as a protective mechanism to keep her from, you know, being damaged again. Wow. Isn't now, that is that is that based off of, like, you know, because I know the mind, if you hear it, right? So once you hear it, you're, you're actually cleaning and correcting it, right? Is that what you're saying by talking it out and saying this is where your your you know addiction or wherever this is coming from you know the behavior is coming from is it based on because the brain hasn't heard it physically or is it just because it's just naturally putting it up how does that work so the suppressed stuff happens because there's there's a very significant trauma that the body is trying to protect you from sure and so it kind of walls it off the problem is that you can't wall these things off what ends up happening is that you just don't pay attention to it and it eats it when you like a like a cancer or like a like a poison yeah. And so you've got to root these things out, figure them out, fix them, and then you can move on. So that's the big issue, especially with her. That we see, we see this, see this all the time, though. Like, you know, you have early childhood trauma that affects the way you live for the rest of your life. If it's not addressed, then it's always going to be problematic. I, I, I've had it, you know, and I've been able to identify it myself, but no one's ever explained it the way you do. That's why I, I kept going into it. That's been the Freudian theory, though. Isn't it been the Freudian theory about that when the childhood expresses everything and now everything's learned and dynamic of everything that we go through? Yeah, Freud did a lot of work on that. Jung did a lot of work on that as well, the positive function, the negative function, and the way it shapes the shapes the, the path of the future. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been we've known about it for a long time. We just haven't been able to do anything about it because you can talk to somebody all day long, but if their mind's like, I'm not talking about this rape, I'm not talking about the PTSD, I'm not talking about X, Y, and Z, then you can't do it. That's why the ketamine is so and the psychedelics are so important to go in and kind of wash that stuff away and let us start again. So well, that ketamine and and and, and uh mushrooms whatever you want to take wouldn't that be a going in towards that egg diagram in your head with the conscious and unconscious mind to really get into there and really start tapping into that unconscious mind because your conscious mind is blocking it out and the choosy that egg diagram i did a little psycho psycho what was it <laughs> psychosynthesis i went on a couple of tours back in the day yeah. and learned a few things um and, and a lot of therapy too being sober 25 years i went to therapy a lot as well but I remember hearing that, but I never did. I just did the therapy and AA and NA and every other A you could have had in there and really opened myself up for vulnerability and getting hypnotized basically in, in one of my therapy sessions, several actually, um, which went deeper into my deeper issues. And But I think nowadays, which wasn't really relevant 25 years ago when I got sober, wasn't so, which my brother went on recently, uh, an ayahuasca style yeah. trip. And it's changed his fucking life oh, yeah. for the better, like to where I'm tripping that. And I hooked him up with with uh, uh, yeah. all the guys that we know, Jimmy yeah. and all these dudes. And I believe in it wholeheartedly. Like, I think it's it's real. Like, even though I'm Mr. Sober guy and everyone's like, Joe, when are you going to do it? I'm like, I really feel like I tapped into my demons. I mean, I, I'm not a if, if I have some type of action that creates a reaction that I possibly need to search that more. Maybe I would. But I find it to be anecdotally unbelievable but is there going to be this research that's going to show that ketamine that psilocybin is really tapping into that unconscious so we had a ton of research in 1967 about how amazing psilocybin was and then for some reason it was voted and it was made across the board like for the who you couldn't even research it anymore and then we came out with all the drugs to treat uh depression and anxiety and stuff like that so we've known for a long time. In fact, the, the research on ketamine shows 85% efficacy of breaking addiction and breaking PTSD. 
So the ketamine stuff is not only like, it's not only just anecdotal, we have actual National Institute of Health research showing 85% efficacy at fixing these problems. And because I've heard of this, I wanna ask you your thought on, I just recently ran into a young lady who said she was addicted to ketamine. So anything that gets too much could be too much. And it's ironic that I just realized this as she was telling me like, oh, I've been so, but yet now she'll do psilocybin a little bit, but she stopped doing speed yes. and everything else from ketamine, but then started doing ketamine too much and became mis addicted to ketamine and doing it rectally. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get it in. Um, so rectal has a lot of blood vessels in the, in the vaginal vault and in the rectum. And so people will take stuff in very, very easily that way. Um, there was a whole big deal about when I was in college about girls soaking tampons and vodka and doing it that yeah. way, getting super drunk. And then they started dying because they got alcohol poisoning. So they were like, please don't do this. Oh my God. And it was the funniest thing. Like you walked around campus and like there's flyers like, don't put tampons coated with vodka. Wow. In you. And I'm like, who had to hear this? Like, yeah. Maybe we should just let Darwinism take over. Who was the first point. person that tried that? And why did you try it? Right? I don't, dude, I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, you want to get drunk, sweetie? <laughs> Just, just try just, this, sweetie. Just drink. Like you, you'll, yeah. you'll get there. Fuck, that's but you know that's crazy. I mean, just think of it. The heroin act that shoots up between their toes. Yeah. The I mean, what do you yeah. mean? It's it's you know when you're we you're see extremes yeah. in all aspects. I just never heard of somebody putting tampons in vodka. Oh yeah. Let alone in the college world, you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. People, if people have too much time on their hands and they're just trying to find ways of being stupid. Yeah. Well, I, or or try to hide things. You know, I I think, you know, it's funny to me when we as as humans can't just admit what's going on yeah you know and, and it's sad I'm, I'm 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 my own demon on this and i think everybody has it and i said you can sit there and you can almost look at someone and be like this is what you need to do and then they're like well no it's not that's not me and you're like dude you're on drugs like yeah. you're having issues and and i think finding the the ability to take your own action first and admit that you have a problem is the the easiest way to get out of that problem. But you have to so identify the problems before you can ever address them. And so if you don't recognize you have a problem, there's not a chance that you're going to fix it. Sure. Well, I think that we brainwash ourselves to believing that it's not a problem. Yes. Though, is what I'm saying. Like, well, you because know, we use that cover up. Because that's not a. If I admit that a problem, then I have to face it. I have to look at it. I well, have to yeah, go deep yeah. into it. How it happened, even though we were the victims of it. Because usually it goes back to the childhood issues of the childhood, whatever the trauma may be, you know what I mean? Call it whatever it is that you go through. But if you don't identify it and realize, why am I still treating people like that? Why do I react that way? And then when it happened, it could be a time sensitive thing. If it happened in July, well, every fucking right. July, I'm freaking yep. out still. Why? Because of the trauma that happened in July when I was younger. Well, guys, Dr. Chalmers here, Tony Kasai, Joe Grande, Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break, man. Follow Cannabis Talk 101 on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. 
For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Make sure you turn your typical into something special, folks. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, loranoils.com. Is it crazy that I was thinking of Loran Oils last night and this morning? I wanted to add some Loran Oils to my yogurt and make a parfait with mm. little, like one of the oils in it. I'm like, I almost called them and be like, which one can I use? Would it go good with yogurt? <laughs> and I was literally thinking about it because I'm like a parfait with a flavor from the yogurt, right? Such a great product. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Sounds I'm like, dude, let me, me put it in my yogurt like Let's that. Whip it up. Yeah. yeah, right? Like a little parfait. Flavors are amazing. They're, they're the best. They're the best flavors on the market. Hands and down. Are they sugar-free sure too? There's, there's keto options? They have, they have no, all that. They have, they have, they have everything they have you can all. imagine. Yeah, Dr. Everything. Matt Chalmers is here, president and owner of Chalmers Wellness. I want to thank everybody around here that makes everything happen, but Dr. Chalmers, we can talk on fucking every little random thing. I can see myself. It's really the reason why I didn't even go in the office and come here earlier to meet with you because I know I can just go on. T- I-, I can't wait to just sit yeah. down with you and go personal with me and then even tap into like what I think I'm going through because I get told all these rant. I, mean, I still see a therapist. I still see a psychologist. I still see all <laughs> kinds of shit, well, right? And because I'm constantly trying to make myself better. Yeah. And, you know, so, and, and of course I'm separated now. So my wife tells me I have a personality disorder and this and that. And <laughs> well, you do for I sure. Do. For sure. For sure. W- w- without a doubt. I mean, I have a big personality. I'm not denying anything. That's why I said see, I'm sure you see I what he just did, though. Yeah, yeah. You see, you right. I, we can see it, but it's yeah, like yeah. as soon as you said, he was like, "Boom!" <laughs> but I, you know, but I, I tried to explain that to him the other day. He was fucking just. I don't about, see it. He's consistently he about, he busting my balls. <laughs> exactly. I, I stay consistent with it. The disorder stays consistent. You know what I mean? I don't need to work on it. I stay jabbing people. See, now he's telling. Now he's telling. Well, he doesn't so, have to work on it. And this is what we do: the, the psychotherapy after we do the ketamine, because some of these things, if you just remove all the anxiety out of somebody's life and all the crazy out of their life, all of a sudden they'd be like, how do I, how do I move forward? Like, well, here's how you can do that. And so that's what the psychotherapy is so important for is to help people reintegrate once all this crazy is gone. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, I think first of all for, and this, this is just for men. I, you know, that I even, well, let's just say for me, I can't even speak for anybody else. It's hard to go talk to a doctor about anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, I mean, some people don't have a problem with it. I hear Joe like, oh, I'm talking to my doctor about this. I'm like, what? Like, you know, I, I think it's 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 something that like it's like, oh, I got a, a problem. You know, you're afraid to go talk to somebody about it, you know, and and I, I don't know why that is. But I feel like we as men wait till the last fucking minute instead of just, you know, 
working on it. And maybe that's just I me. think people, brother, it's not just men, it's men and women. No, it's, it's all it's, everybody. It's both. But yeah. So it's funny. But like, why? Um, why, why? How do we break that stigma? Right. Well, so the way that I'm doing it. So like I'm working with through the charity, I'm working with, you know, you know, first responders and military veterans and stuff like that. And so like we'll start talking about it. And I'm like, you have to do me a favor. If you're going to go through the charity, what I want you to do is tell me, do a podcast with me beforehand. Talk about how bad it is. And then after the therapy, talk about how you feel better. Then I'm like, the reason that's important is because I need you to do this for the other, all the other veterans. I need you to do this for all your other brothers out there sure. who, 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 you know, need to see this so they can get through it. So the more we talk about it, the more we make it normal, the more it's like, hey, this is a thing. You're not broken. You're not defective. You're not weak. You're not whatever. This is just what happens to people when some of these emotional things happen. So the more we can talk about it, the better we can get people treated and the more we can walk down the road and get everybody where they need to be. So we do need to talk about it more and we need to get it treated so that we can talk about the treatment. Well, and and the, the only thing that even remotely concerns me is, is exactly what Joe said, is that, you know, he heard somebody say there is an addiction that, that with ketamine or whatever, right? How, how often does that person abuse that and become you know, addicted to that, you know what I mean? And, and, and have you seen that in your study? We haven't seen any actual real addiction to ketamine. So it's kind of like cannabis, right? And so like cannabis is so non-addictive that they had to come up with a whole new way of trying to demonize it by saying it's cannabis use disorder because people don't get addicted to it. They just really like it and keep doing it. Right. So there's a difference between I am addicted to something I can't keep infatuated my with it. <laughs> and I really like this. Like it's a, my, my example for, for cannabis being non-addictive is like, Lots of people like Rogan, lots of people do sober October. There's no way you can be like, I'm going to do cocaine three times a week and then just take a month off. That's not how that works. That's not how it works. And yeah. so like ketamine is one of those like, things. like, I'm sweating, just, I'm down for three months. <laughs> yeah, like people feel a lot better and they realize that this is what's helping them. And so they, and they enjoy it. And so they do it more often. So we haven't seen a lot of actual addiction with it. We have seen a lot of, I really like it and I want to continue to do it because I feel it's safe. Um, but I'm sure that like, psychologically you can get addicted to anything sure. i think it's also the environment you're in right if you're in a yeah. club taking a bag and there's a hot girl with big tits and you're dancing in front of her and you're taking it it's the environment you remember what it felt like to be on ketamine whereas if you're in a therapeutic setting you're with the doctor you know there's candles and they're Very talking well about said. your past your first experience well with ketamine was in a therapeutic setting so there's a big difference about the first intake and your memory of it would you say that that's, oh, that's the case as well? well and the fun thing about the fun thing about the treatment is that you're doing levels that are a lot higher than you would do for fun really so, like the one i did uh it was fine i had it it was enjoyable while i was doing it but when i came down i got like real nauseous and threw up and stuff like that and i did not enjoy that it was funny because like i'm at home and i'm because again I'm never going to ask anybody to do something i'm not willing to do right yeah and so that's why i did mine first and then I'm laying in bed feeling miserable. And it's funny because after COVID, my heart had been screwed up and I could feel my heart beating way too hard. And that was the first night after I got home from the ketamine therapy where I could not feel my heart overbeating. It dropped my heart rate 20, 20 points. I was in the low 90s, now I'm in the low 70s. Wow. It reset my sympathetic uh, nervous system. So it's, it's an amazing thing. And I, I did not like it, but I was like, I'll do this every other day. I'm just gonna keep my heart where it needs to be. And it's and it's done so since then. Yeah, it's been fine. One wow. treatment. And it's wow. interesting because do, I'm sorry. Go ahead. How do you take it? So I was doing it IV. So the way that our protocol is, you go in at least the first two times. You do it IV because you're doing high dosages. We want to make sure that you're not having heart rate issues. You're not having blood pressure issues. You're not having any any nausea issues. And then once we kind of establish how your body handles ketamine, and then we can start shipping it to you at home, and you can start doing these these <coughs> therapies and these treatments at home. How would you do it at home? IV as well. So we're going to be able to put the ketamine on a sublingual strip, same way we're doing cannabis. 
And so you can just stick it in your tongue and it dissolves in. And so we can start treating people that way. That's fantastic. Let me, let me think this, uh, you know, if, if, is there an overdose on, on ketamine and is it highly addictive or not addictive? So, so what we're uh, seeing in research is same it's not as very, the weed. Yeah. It's not very addictive. We don't, we don't see addictions to ketamine that, that prominently. And the fun thing is that, that, so one of the reasons that opioids and alcohol will kill you or cannabis and ketamine won't is because of the way that it reacts with the pons and the pons in the brain is responsible for your autonomic respiration or the reason why you breathe while you're asleep or passed out. Ketamine doesn't mess with it, neither does cannabis, which is why you can take giant amounts of it and still survive. Because if you fall asleep or whatever. And you stop breathing. It, yeah. You, every unlike other, every the cocaine other drug, and heroin and exactly. speeds. All the other drugs just make you forget to do all that. And yeah. gentlemen, I, I'm going to tell you something because I've known Chalmers now for at least going on you know, three, four years, uh, spent dozens and dozens of times, vacation together, et cetera. And throughout all this, I've seen, you know, we've touched on it, but I've seen him perform literally miracles with people that I've sent over to him and friends have sent over and parents will send parents over and everybody comes back with glowing <laughs> reviews. And again, knowing my story, it's very important to me to bring somebody on that has integrity, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, therapies, alternative therapies and claims of curing things or treating things in a very proactive way. And a lot of people hit me up. Hey, I want to be on your show. I want to be on your show. It's going to be important for me to bring on people of integrity. And you, you brought it up earlier. Not every Tom, Dick and Harry can be on the Ted talk. That Ted talk actually dropped last night. Coincidentally, after we had invited him on the show, I've interviewed a lot of people and I firmly believe that this is the most powerful interview I've ever done. And I think as the Ted talk gets on Rogan and we're trying to get uh, Musk, obviously is a big fan of psychedelics and ketamine. I think what he talks about on this Ted talk and once this content, and he did this test, TED Talk almost four months ago, the typical TED Talk comes out after three weeks. The pharmaceutical industry is afraid of what he's going to start exposing. Now, we mentioned COVID. During COVID, he provided some therapies that put him on the radar that completely shadow banned and closed all his social media accounts. So when people are like, well, who the fuck is Chalmers? Now that this TED Talk is out there and now he's like, I don't give a fuck about it. They want to take my license. I want to get this message out. I'd love for you to speak about that. Yeah, it was really kind of funny because it took me about four months to figure out how to fix COVID, um, at least to come up with a successful treatment plan. And we're pulling people out of hospitals to save them. And what ended up happening is I was like, well, I got I to gotta get this information out. So I, I put it on YouTube. I put it on you know Facebook and stuff like that. And it would last about seven seconds before it was gone. And then all of a sudden, like all my like I was I was building my social. We're doing pretty well. And all of a sudden it was dead. And like Twitter, I'm still completely dead on Twitter. Um, and it was because I put out information that was was not supposed to be out hundred so, of us took it and a hundred of us got treated at a hundred percent efficacy and he couldn't talk about it anymore how fucked up is that we treated we've we've treated i looked at the numbers we treated about four or five thousand people um none of them died for, for what covid and 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 they they all felt great yeah they were they all cured of it uh so covid's an interesting bag because it doesn't really go away it's more like herpes um once it's in it's going to be in for a long time um, but the, the acute issues where they couldn't breathe, they had pulse oxygen in the high seventies, low eighties. We were able to fix that pretty quickly. And so we were able to recover these people, then build them back up. And now we're starting to break down those spike proteins and flush them out of the body. So, um, the, he also had a protocol if you've never got COVID, but yeah, you know, it is well, what can it is. you explain the protocol now for those that were sick uh, that you yeah. were putting out there? Yeah, sure. So, um, what ended up happening was, uh, I started reading all the notes, started looking at all the patients and I ended up having COVID. And so what I recognized was that um, the ventilators were a horrible idea because everybody could still breathe. So oxygenation to the body has two parts. One is actually breathing, which is bringing the air in and out. That was still maintained in most people that didn't also have pneumonia. 
But what happened was that their pulse oxygen were low. And what that is is the amount of oxygen that's in your blood. So it's the same thing as a car. If you look at a car and the gas tank's full, but the engine doesn't have any gas, where do you look? Look at the fuel line. Well, that's the blood vessels. And so that's how I figured out that it was a vascular issue. And so what I wanted to do is increase oxygenation of the tissue. Hyperbaric oxygen allows for a thousand percent increase in oxygenation of the tissue. So we started using hyperbaric oxygen, but we started using quinine as a, as a blood vessel dilator, not hydroxychloroquine. Straight. What's quinine? What is that? So quinine has been used for about five, 600 years um, to treat malaria and stuff like that. But it's also been used for a long time to dilate blood vessels for like what it's we a call vasospasm. Yeah, prescription mm -hmm. for vasospasms. So the blood vessel would actually tighten up too much. It would hurt your legs. So they gave them quinine, it would dilate those blood vessels back out and everything would start to relax. That's why I chose to use it first. We used it and all of a sudden, so I gave them the quinine, stick them in the hyperbaric chamber, their pulse ox is in like 77, 78, we'd watch it go right back up in the 90s. And so we do that twice a day, and that's what we did for everybody who was really bad, and everybody survived using hyperbaric and quinine. And their bodies started recovering because the blood flow and everything else I started moving again. Yep. Because that was the problem. The blood flow wasn't happening right. Within a week, too, not out. stuck in the hospital for six months, getting all these oh, yeah, pills would, and all this they shit. They would come in in the morning, and they'd go home. They'd come back in the afternoon, and they'd hit it again, and they'd go home. Bro, I saw, this, I saw this with my own eyes for six months straight. I, I knew personally over... 130, you know, he's got his own office there. He's been there for 20 years. So four or 5,000 and a hundred percent effect rate. Come on. And he doesn't fudge numbers, you know, man, the dude's real. So I'm, I'm honored, man, that, that, that we've chosen, you know, you to be our medical voice of authority on the show exclusive. It's going to be you fun. Know, it's I'm so freaking excited. I can't wait for callers to call in with, you know, scenarios and problems and this and that. And you catch me in the corner. Call yeah, in. future episodes. <laughs> we, we want to do live. Hey, doctor, in, what's this bump? <laughs> what is there? There's a bump right there. <laughs> I can't He's stop a, looking at his. It's a vagina blue. <laughs> Doc, what's the what's the topic of the uh, TED talk that that you did for the so, listeners that haven't heard so it yet? So this this one is specifically about replacing opioids with cannabis, specifically sublingual cannabis. Sublingual cannabis, well, cannabis in general, can replace opioids sixty four percent of the time. Wow. The problem is we weren't able to dose it with sublinguals. Sure. We can actually dose it. So like I talk about in the talk, but my son had a plate and six screws removed from his arm for surgery. And uh, all I gave him were these strips. So I just cut him a little bit. So he was able to never have any pain, but he also never got high. How old is your son? Wow. 10. 10 years old. I love it. The kid would have had to be on at least Norco's or what, yep. what would they that, have given that's, him? That's actually what they gave him was Norco. Man, when I got my hernia surgery, this is, a, this is interesting. They gave me Norco's. Never taken a Norco in my life, right? Took a couple of my, my belly swells out. It's all purple. I'm like, doc, You're this is where they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't. Are you still, still on him? Is that you still Are you still on him? Sorry. It takes I, me I, a minute. No, I didn't know that. I said that. <laughs> sorry. slides him in. <laughs> shots, the fuck shots, I shots fired. Shots fired. That just means I love you that much, Tony. You know what I mean? That's I only it rip on the guys fails. I really fucking like. But but no, man, they gave me so much, and I would take more narcos, thinking it's it's the pain. Turns out the fucking thing is backing up my bowels, and I can't oh, yeah. shit. So then, like, well, let's give you another pill. So the pain <laughs> pill didn't work. Now they've invented another prescription pill so to you make can you take shit, a shit. shit. And so then give you more other pills hurt your liver. And now they're the ones getting your kidney. I mean, it's mind-boggling, bro. Like, yeah. So his ten-year-old can take it, and now the kid doesn't have to take any opioids. And my own mom, same thing. She had knee replacement surgery. All of a sudden, mom's like, "Hey, I'm still in pain. I'm still in pain. We're giving her more pills." All of a sudden, my mom, my sister's friend, was a pharmacist. My mom's never taken a drug in her life, is afraid of even looking at cannabis, anything, right? Typical old school Middle Eastern mom. But then, and then all of a sudden the pharmacist is like, your mom's hooked on freaking um, oxys. I'm like, dude, my mom is, turns Shut out up. Her, Are you her brain was telling her you have pain. 
so that we, she didn't even know, right? So I I'm like, a lot of people. Of course, she goes, the doctor she gave it she goes, to me. I don't want anymore. We're like, well, we can't, we've cut in half, cut it in half, weaned her down. All of a sudden, she thought she needed another. The doctor told her, <laughs> we may have to operate on your knee again, bro. Yeah. I can't make this shit up. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. And imagine now, instead of- And they're like, go for it because they want it more they pain. Want more, they want more, more addiction. More pills, more So stress. Dr. Chalmers, how do these strips work? And how do they, because I just had ankle surgery last year and I could have used these fucking pills or these, these strips. So like the, the, the nice thing about these is that with sublingual, you can actually cut them in half. Like you, you can't really cut gummies in half and get 50% here and 50% there, but these you can. So what'll end up happening is that you're like, okay, you can take the whole strip and have a good time. Is that these? Yeah, those are the. Those oh, are okay. So we made them on Delta Eight specifically so that we could ship them to other states. Like I, I would prefer to make a, a really clean THC one, but then sure. we can't ship them. So as soon as we get federal decriminalization for medical, we'll be able to ship these strips everywhere. But you can cut them, and so instead, like you can take a little piece, and so instead of getting high, you can be like, all right, I had enough to break my anxiety, or I had enough to calm down the pain, but I didn't get psychological effects. I didn't get the high. So now, if you want to take the whole thing, you do that. You can. But just the little tiny strips help out tremendously. When you look at him, it, it looks like a Listerine strip. It's right. identical to Listerine that dissolves in your mouth. He does have the THC ones for high concentrate. And from a medical standpoint, again, for somebody that's coming out of a knee surgery, a little Delta 8 strip half won't work. But then he has the ability to max out the potency level and put the equivalent of, I don't want to misquote you, but what? how much could you stick on a Listerine strip if you wanted to max dose so it So theoretically, we could put 250 milligrams on that. Which is, you know, and the thing is, is that what people don't understand, they're like, well, it's a 10 milligram gummy. Why does your strips hit so much harder? Are they really more than 10 milligrams or 20 milligrams? Well, the thing is, is that when you, when you eat something, it has to go through the intestines and then through the liver. It's called first pass. First pass will eliminate 30 to 60% of what you've consumed. If you do it sublingually, you get like 90% of it. So if you take a 10 milligram gummy and 60% of it's absorbed, you only get four milligrams coming out. And this, you might get nine milligrams of the 10. And so you're getting more of what you're taking because it goes directly into the system. So you can do 250 milligrams on one strip. Yeah. And I that would be the equivalent of knocking you out for surgery or like say cancer pain or what would it that cancer, treat? So we're, we're, we're looking to do some research with cancer patients because we really want to start working on some uh, palliative care stuff. One of the, one of the docs we're trying to get a hold of, uh, her name is Ashwara. She's done, I read her research. Um, she works with Sarah Cannon and she did amazing research on palliative care. And so we're trying to get a hold of her and be like, we want to do some cannabis studies to show efficacy of how much better this is than opioids. Because these people have cancer, there's a whole string of things we need to change about cancer function, but pain is really one of the biggest pieces. So so when you say that though, I mean, the, so this one has 250 in it right here? No, that has 20. Okay, cool. I'm like, damn, you guys are giving out the knockout like that? <laughs> that scare me and shit, dude. I'm like, damn. Well, we, we have friends I just took that are hardcore stoners that'll take three. And but this they... is like a big patch, though. This feels like... Uh... There's 10 in there. There's okay, 10, there's 10 in there. So, in there. so the reason that we did this was because they're 30 bucks, but if you cut them into thirds, there's 10, there's 30. So you can, like, so a third of that will replace Oxy. So like, we had one of our patients who was broken up and she was on Oxy, and I was like, would you try to supplement this? So she took a third of it instead of her 10 milligram oxy. And at the end of the day, she was like, this where I feel like this better than the oxy. She's like, because I, she's like, my anxiety calms down as well. Because that's one of the big things about cannabis. So she took a, 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 the whole, a third she of took the, a third of one of those strips. A one of those strips. And it did the exact same thing pain wise as a 10 milligram oxy. I've sent three people that I know personally that are hooked on oxys. And well, they took two strips full. 
but they they literally got off oxys by using these his product just friends you know not selling them none of that shit we don't push it it's just people you, ask me and i give it to them you have friends on oxy <laughs> I, I thought he was gonna say you have friends are you my dad <laughs> <laughs> well my mom my, my 73 year old mom broke her sternum in a car wreck and this is all we gave her for that too really yeah, yeah and she was like so when you break your sternum you can't breathe because you breathe because of your ribs and your ribs attached to the sternum so she was having trouble breathing and so I gave her some and she was like, oh, this makes it completely eliminated the pain so she could breathe and she didn't hurt. Wow. And Blue, you know what I love you know, this morning when we were talking in our meeting, he's doing all this stuff to help people. It's not like, you know, he has all these ideas and products and things that are now he's able to talk about them. And now that we can actually say there's a Dr. Chalmers, right? right. Because there's no stigma attached to socials anymore. And now people are going to want the truth. But, you know, all of this is he genuinely just wants to help and he's pissed off that the that the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry is standing in the way and also the politics of it you know we saw it with covid and now we're seeing it with the uh the ted talk exposure so is fauci not your boy then is that so to speak is no, that easy fauci, to say? i don't think fauci and i are gonna be buddies no no we're, we're so good. joe joe's like <laughs> joe fauci all the way though i mean joe's so i mean i we, we went through a lot of these things i I'm took like, the shots i did it yeah i did oh, no. i did the shots no more than the shots so i mean just you took every word that they said and just digested it and just was like that's the way which far which, from, but which, you know, I mean, you're still thinking Trump had nothing to do with what he's being indicted for and everything else. Here too. we go. Here we <laughs> Here go. We you go. Know, me and him can go back and forth. I'm not on saying it. he didn't have anything to do with it. That's what you oh, said. Boy. Oh, oh, no, no, boy. That's what he no, said no, in the no, office. No, no, I don't know. Somebody needs a Delta eight. <laughs> <laughs> Only a third of it. If not, <laughs> take, take a strip and chill. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so listen, uh, first of all, it's been, it's been fantastic having you on the show and I look forward to again, having you on, and giving our listeners and our you know fans out there and all of our supporters more of education in your field, and we appreciate you bringing it to Cannabis Talk One on One on Financial you're gonna see Fridays. Him, uh, you're going to see him in the magazine spread that we're coming out in the third issue, um, where he's also going to have a presence at MJ BizCon with us in our in our uh, in our tent. Tent and, and, <laughs> and on and village and on Friday nights he'll be dancing with Tony. At, <laughs> and, yeah, at the Rusty Putter. No, and God. if you guys really want to get a hold <laughs> no, of him and ask a question, seriously, call us now at one 1980 and uh, leave a question for him. We'll get to answering them maybe on the next Financial gonna, Fridays. Yeah, we're going to be so a regular on the show, man. And, yeah, and we yeah. can do, we'll be doing live calls too. Uh, we'll we'll give those a heads up, but a lot more shows because there's so many things that we haven't even tapped into no. from sports injuries to women's health, which yeah. is going to be a big one there. Where Hormone I just wanna, therapy, And I want to focus each show yeah. on these little, you know, there's yeah. so many different things That's what that we can spend yeah. each day, a whole hour show on like we already did now. We wanted to go 35. We're already at 48, 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's a natural 50 minutes. <laughs> so and Joe, it's like I can go on, on from weight loss to weight gain. As you talked about that and, Diabetes. and just the mind. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many things. So many people are struggling. When people need real information. People need a voice of authority that they can trust. They found it with you guys. I'm stoked that this is one of the first, you know, experts that we brought in that we really are going to stand behind. And I can, I can, I, I told myself I'll never. Well, stop making claims, okay, on the air. <laughs> it's like that we can stand behind it. Just sell it, Tony. Sell it. Well, you know, Fauci's listening, so no, I can't say anything. No. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, man. It's just, it's good to have you. Yeah, you know, man. we look forward to having you back on the show. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I, yeah, I'm excited. Thank, thank you for giving us all that information today. Tony, thank you so much for being on the show. Joe Grande, we love you. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the show now. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.